Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Press Star Podcast. I am your host, Dalen Weatherup, joined by... Victor George. And Dayton Brown. Lovely. So, today, we are talking about esports. Um, I've been watching esports for a long time, but we are lucky enough to be joined by someone that I would say has played in actual esports... Mr. Victor over there. Yep. Apex was my game of choice. Um, played a couple years. Uh, I played on scrim teams and seed teams, and I actually made it into a couple different tournaments where I won some prizes. Um, nothing too extreme, but my proudest accomplishment is we did face Shroud when he was playing Apex, <laughs> and we dicked on his team. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, There's not many people that could say that. No, it was an amazing play. Shroud is an amazing esports yeah. player. I mean, started in CSGO scene, uh, transferred over to a lot of shooter games, and just immaculate aim on that. Yeah. You know? yeah. But we did, we were able to pull out <laughs> the clutch Hell on yeah. his team. So. No, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Um, so I have a few general questions that I'm going to ask the group, but it is going to be more kind of, or I guess less guided. Um, as opposed to the traditional episode. But the first thing that I will ask, and I know, obviously, Victor, your like exposure to esports is obviously very high. Um, but I don't know a lot about Dayton, so I'm going to come to you first, Dayton. Um, and my first question is kind of like, how much... Or if at all, like, do you really watch esports? Like, if you do, what do you watch? When did you start watching that sort of stuff? Um, I would say probably some of the only esports I watch is Rocket League, and that's not too often. Um, but I've always been a huge fan of Rocket League. I've always wanted to play up to that level. Of course, that's never happened, sadly. Um, but also. It, Getting into esports takes so much time and dedication that I probably had when I was younger, but not at the moment. Um, but yeah, I would say Rocket League, I try to follow as much as I can. Um, other than that, I don't really follow too much, but yeah, Rocket League, I thoroughly enjoy. Um, I love watching energy uh, play. Um, and yeah, I think it's just it's really cool to watch it when I can and follow that when I can. That seems to be a pretty popular choice, Rocket yes. League. Uh, I've never really watched, to be honest, Rocket League. It's one of those esports that's dominated by controller players. Yeah. Which is a very interesting dynamic. It's just such a not mouse and keyboard game. Exactly. It's, it's very not. Um, but it is insane that a game like that, controller dominated, I, I mean, the principle is simple. Right, like right. You, you play car soccer. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's Rocket League for you. But just the moves, the skill it takes, the coordination even between teammates is yeah. is one of those high coordination games. <coughs> um, it's just a wild game to watch too. I mean, yeah, uh, just how they how they go for demos and just the strats yeah. that are incorporated with that. So that was a pretty popular but really interesting esport. The mechanics in Rocket League are like wild. It's amazing how obviously pretty much everything, especially if you're a professional in that game, you're going to be much better than me at it. But like I've played a pretty solid amount of Rocket League 
And it's amazing how much better, like, even at the most basic level of understanding that I have, mm-hmm. it's amazing how I can tell just how much better than me they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's just it's a wild game. It's one of those few games I believe that takes like a ton of hours to get really yeah. good. Yeah, you know, you could throw anyone into like a shooter game and they'll relatively get the principle within the first five matches. You throw someone yeah. into Rocket League, I mean, it's. 10 20 hours before the person gets the principle of right. the game down yeah um it's just a it's one it's a hyper competitive esport it really is it really it is. really is it's the soccer of esports in my mind yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh the esport that i watch the most is prob it used to be smite i used to watch like i knew like like everything i knew everybody like I watched every game, um, but then I started watching League uh, after I really started playing, and I have stopped watching Smite as much because, although I enjoy Smite more as a game, the, the Smite is very small, very small esport. Like the average pro day will be like seven thousand viewers, and right the average League pro day for China is like 7 million viewers. Yeah. So, um, but there's like the production quality difference is like astounding. Just how they like present the matches, how they like, just like everything about it. Like, like the quality of like the graphics and like, not that I think smite casters are bad, Mm -hmm. uh, but like quality of casters, like it's not, there's a reason that, and it's not just because they're small, partially because because it's small, but there's a reason that, like, Smite people are never mentioned in, like, the esports awards and stuff like that for the production side. Right. As much as I hate to say it, but it is definitely, like, you just, like, the whole operation is just on a different level. Yeah, and it's hard because I believe League and Dota are the highest yeah. grossing esports in the world. Dota is crazy. Crazy. I mean, that's a game that's been around for 10, 15 years yeah. in the esports realm. That's before people even knew yeah. you could play video games for money, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, even it's amazing how much money goes into that. I mean, those yeah. those casters are paid six figures, you yeah. know? <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So uh, I feel like the quality for sure is going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that, like, Casters are such an integral point, a part of esports. Like they yeah. make or break the esport by far. Absolutely, you have to have somebody who's not the best at the game, but knows enough knowledge to know mm-hmm. what the pro players are using as a strat. You know, yeah. they have to know how to call it. They have to see the opportunities. You have to like constantly be on top of the action. It's not something you really get to mess up. I mean, yeah. No matter what esport you're in, there's always going to be some form of action. Mm-hmm. And the caster's duty is to make sure the the listener or viewer could follow the action with their words. Yeah. And so the quality of those people makes or breaks the esports realm. Yeah, absolutely. It, it it's amazing. While I'll be watching, like I'll be watching league, mm-hmm. and there'll be there'll be a team fight, and they'll be casting, and they'll be like, and I'm sitting there 
probably paying just I, I would like to imagine just as much attention as they are. Right. But they're, you know, calling out the sm- the smallest abilities, like the tiniest interactions, you know, like stuff that I don't even see. Absolutely. Uh, it's just it, like it's wild. And it'll make a world of change for that match. Yeah. You know, when we get to hyper competitive levels, we're talking 0.01% of players, 0.1% right. of players, right? So every every movement you make, every, you know, decision you make, yeah. it, it impacts the overall game, how well you're able to perform. And so, like, them calling out those, like, tiny, tiny things, whether mm-hmm. it be if somebody, like, for say in an FPS sport, <coughs> reloads at the right time, the wrong time, mm-hmm. um, uses their ability at a half a second earlier. I mean, those are all things that have very big impacts if taken advantage of, yeah. right? And so to stay on top of that is sort of wild. You know? It's crazy. Like there was, um, there's a, like a mini documentary about the European League for League mm-hmm. um, and how... Like a couple of years ago, they went through like a rebranding. They used to be so the LCS is the North American League, right? Uh, and they used to be the EU LCS, and they would like pipe all their content back through America, apparently, and it would get broadcasted from America. Um, okay, which I didn't know, and it sounds so complicated. Um, <laughs> but they like went autonomous like a few years ago or whatever. Not that this really matters to the story, but. <laughs> they were interviewing one of the casters that's been there like forever. Right. Uh, and he talks about how when he like started really blowing up and started like really casting, it was casters were all like, t- obviously they're still experts, but they were like total experts where it was, you know, if you're casting Zach, who's a league champ, it would be, Oh, Zach Q instead of like the ability name. And he talked about how, like, he was the first one to, like, make the make casting casual, quote-unquote. Okay. Where it was, like, you didn't, to make it where he, it, you didn't have to be an expert to know what was going on. Right. To, like, really get the, you have to be able to cater to everybody that's watching your game. Because otherwise you're, you know, deterring 25 30% of your viewer base. Right. And I think that's a hard thing for esports. You know, like you go if you have no knowledge, if you have no knowledge of football, it's pretty easy to pick up football. You yeah. watch the game, oh, the guy passes the ball, oh no, the guy gets tackled with the ball, that's the end of the play. You know, like mm-hmm. that's a pretty in simple <laughs> concept that repeats itself a lot throughout the yeah. game. You go watch like a a 40 minute league match. <laughs> You know, yeah. where almost nothing repeats because yeah. the whole game is forty minutes and right. it's about progression throughout that game. It's hard to follow that. Yeah, you know, as a like casual player or somebody who's never been introduced to the game, I think it would be impossible for you to try and keep up with the uh, oh he used smite at the right time, you know, right. and oh wow that's an amazing flash he just used over the wall, you know, to create right. space. It's just a wild concept. And yeah. I think that's what draws people away from esports almost is just the complexity and just the not unwillingness, but how difficult it is to learn. Pick up. Yeah. yeah. Pick up. Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. Uh yeah, I feel like it it can be maybe daunting is not the right word, but almost like a unapproachable Mm -hmm. where because like you were saying 
f- football is a good example because although f- it is it gets very deep, obviously as everything does, um, it is very. We're gonna run a play, and then that play is gonna end, and then we're gonna run another play, and then that play is gonna end. So at its core, is very simple, but obviously it gets very nuanced. But esports seem almost not the opposite, but. Football has a very I'll say I'll say this football has a low knowledge floor mm-hmm. and a high knowledge ceiling and it feels like esports has a high knowledge ceiling as well but also a high floor. Like if you don't know what's going on you really don't know what's going on. It's hard to track. Yeah. Yeah, no I, I totally agree with that. Um especially even when you like when you take simple games too like Fortnite. Yeah. Well-known game, really well-known game. One of the most-known games of our generation. You go take that and play that to the esports world, where these kids are competing for millions of dollars, and you still have people that like cannot grasp the game. Yeah. Um, and it's not. It's sort of due to their like inability to understand, but at the same time, it's because it's so hard to understand. Yeah. You know, unless you put in the time and go watch hours and hours of content you're you're gonna know nothing i mean you might know okay you got to pick up a gun and you know eliminate other players and the last one standing wins but right i mean you don't know the building of that game you don't Mm -hmm. know like the differences between the rarity of the weapons like you don't know all the different slew of things that are out on the battlefield Mm -hmm. so i think you're absolutely right where it's very you got to pay a lot to get in but once you're in you sort of understand a lot yeah it's like if you don't know what's going on, you don't get it. But once you get it, like you really get it. Yeah. The thing. And it's super transferable. Yeah. Like once 100%. you get it, you could transfer it. Yeah. Unlike like hockey compared to football. Like yeah. that that's not very transferable. Um but esports is more transferable, especially if you stay in the same realm <clears throat> and genre of esports, right? So yeah. if you're in FPS Absolutely. esports, you're gonna like that's going to carry over extremely well. Yeah. You know, there may be some nuances, but that's going to carry over. You know, if mm-hmm. you're into MOBAs, you know, that's going right. to translate very well. If you're into like, oh man, like a StarCraft 2 almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to transfer well throughout those games. Like Civil, Civ. Civ like, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is just a wild genre of esports to start with. But I mean. Like strategy games? Strategy games. Yeah. Wild. It's uh, and crazy. Especially like StarCraft, where it's yeah. it's not judged off of how like well you do, it's judged off of actions per minute. Yeah. Right. Just total keyboard clicks. Yeah. It's and these people are getting a thousand five hundred. Yeah. How, how how are you clicking your keyboard a thousand five hundred times? <laughs> you know? Um and that's just a wild thing to even like start into. Like right. I don't play a lot of those games, but mm-hmm. I've started to like watch a little highlights and stuff. And, you know, it took me about 10 hours to understand like basic game strategy. Yeah. And I still don't know what like half of the, the, yeah. you know, armory, armory, armor, ugh, army does, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's fun because people like come up with very innovative ways and every game is played different. You yeah. know, the matchups yeah. are always different. There's never like, there's never like a middle ground. It's always a different thing. You know, the maps stay the same, right? And like your resources stay the same and everything. But every game's played different. And unlike that, like 
in Apex or, you know, any of those FPSs, you have a spot where you want to drop, you know, yeah. you, you know where to go on the certain map, you know, like a basic rotate, you know, out of the 20 circle locations for your mm-hmm. second, third circle, you know, where you're going to rotate, where you want to play, where the high ground is. And just in those games, none of that matters. <laughs> you know, that's all, it's all tossed out the window. It's how well am I able to macro against somebody else's army with the same yeah. army power? How well am I able to take advantages of their slip ups and yeah. like, how well am I able to place my troops at the same time they're placing their troops? Uh-huh. So it's just a wildly different side of esports. But yeah, I uh, I have been at least attempting to play this game called Starfield recently, which is just like an RTS strategy game. Uh, it's like a it's like a grand strategy space kind of game. Okay. Um, uber complex like holy fuck it's so complicated (laughs) um like i've played like 15 hours probably i have no idea what's going on yeah like i get i get that like you gotta build a science ship to go survey other solar systems gotta get construction ships to go build uh like space stations and you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but man, it's so com- like it's so cool. It's really cool, but it's so complex. Yeah. Um. But I, something about that game that is funnily enough is deterring me from really like really getting into like a game. Uh, is the fact that apparently this is a common thing with Starfield where you'll be in a game and you'll get because those games can last like thirty hours apparently, oh, wow. like an obnoxiously long time. Um, but apparently people will say that once you get late enough into the game, there will be some species that will just come out of deep space that's been just like chilling, researching, like did nothing with their military until like a hundred years ago mm-hmm. and then just absolutely roll you. <laughs> just like absolutely monster you. <laughs> um, so that's kind of deterred me from playing that, but. Another thing I did want to touch on um, was how, for me, especially in Dayton, I want to talk to you about this too, um, but I know for me, because I watched so much Smite, I feel like it helped me get, it helped me get better, mm. like, really quickly. Like, I felt like, even when I play with my friends who are also very good, but didn't, don't watch Smite esports, or didn't watch Smite esports, I can tell that I have, like, a better understanding of like macro and map movements and Mm -hmm. what to do here and what to do, you know, like that sort of stuff. Um, So Dayton, I wanted to ask you because I don't know how much you've watched of uh, rocket league, but you're a pretty good rocket league player. Um, And I feel like it it might, it might (laughs) not uh, translate as much as something like smite, but I did want to ask if you think that's had any impact. Um, so the crazy thing is Rocket League will turn eight in July. I did not realize that game has been out for so long and I've been playing it for almost eight years. That's That's crazy to me. Um, but yeah, so a lot of times when I was playing in high school, I would watch squishy muffins play a lot and make YouTube videos, um, stuff like that. And just, I guess by watching him play with, um, 
with like Justin and Musty and everyone. Um, I would kind of learn not more like, uh, let me see, like uh, air spins and like stuff like that and touches on the ball and stuff. I wouldn't learn so much as like aerial stuff, but I'd learn more like around the field, like rotations, um, you know, how to know where your teammate is basically at all times, you know, looking for boosts and stuff uh, around the field and just kind of being aware of everything that's going on. Not so much like hitting the ball in the air and doing like cool tricks and stuff that just kind of comes with the game for me, but like seeing what you know, everyone is doing, um, especially when we play, you know, you, me and Davis play like you mean how you and Davis you and, and I'm just there. Right. Well, how me and Davis pass the ball. I just kind of learned it from watching YouTube, playing the game a lot, but also watching esports because that's just mostly what I learned from that. It's not the like the special shit that goes on. It's just more, yeah. um, you know, the kind of general things, the simple things. But uh, that's where I kind of learned how to pass, um, you know, so good with other people and try to lead them and, you know, know where my boost is, be conscious of how much boost I have, uh, stuff like that. So that's, yeah, I would say that I've definitely learned a lot from just even watching esports and Squishy's YouTube channel. Yeah, less like uh, less mechanics and more like like I said for smite like the macro stuff like the more general right game knowledge stuff as opposed to how I'm pressing my buttons right right yeah um I guess I can ask you the same question too Victor yeah so I have a little bit different take on it I think when I watched esports I would look for the like little things like I, I it was to improve my game but it wasn't more to like build the fundamentals you know it was more like what's current meta what it is like what are the tiny 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 things i could do with x character to give me an advantage over y person okay you know? um so more of the like philosophy not philosophy but more of the thought behind it the thought yeah so like when i was playing apex i was a bloodhound man um <laughs> god love that character by the way yeah. <laughs> forever has a place in my heart um but even like learning how to use ultimate beast and the mm. cues properly how to use your passives in the proper way um that was a hard learning curve you know that took mm. a lot of like oh i see x person doing it right now and that person is using his cue not right when they engage they're using it before they're gaining like the tracks. They're gaining the tracks through the queue because you could see the right. old tracks. And then they're tracking people off of that. Mm-hmm. They're not really like using it to engage or anything. Right. They're using it more as like, how do I find players? How do I know, know where they are? Okay, once I've gained that knowledge, let me wrap around. Let me like right. change my strategy a little bit to get an advantage on this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean... That was more like where I was looking at when I was watching esports. It wasn't really like fundamentals because I mean, not to like sound boastful or anything, right, right. but like I didn't lack the fundamentals, right. Right? right? Like I was, I was very much like, okay, I got my shots on point. I know how to use, you know, every other character's ability to the best to support my own character. Now, how do I use my character to support my team? Mm-hmm. You know, that was sort of more the mentality that I went in with that. Um, but I think like for more casual games, 
like when I play Rust and stuff, I'll go watch like people who have tens of thousands and thousands of hours, right? right. Like ridiculous amount of time sunk into the game. Yeah. And I'll pick up more like fun things off of them than just like right. trying to sweat over another person. Right. You know, I'll pick up like, oh, okay. Instead of, you know, going prim tier one, tier two, tier three, this person's going prim tier three. <laughs> right. You know, like they're getting in game in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I do that? And I go watch and like, I learn, okay, maybe I'm too aggressive on my repeaks. Maybe I'm, you know, just not in the right position. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be. I'm outnumbered. I didn't have enough meds. I wasn't well prepared. Right. The slew. Um, so <laughs> I could definitely, like, agree with Dayton. Like, when you're trying to learn the game a little bit more, it's not really about the super, 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 super nitpicky stuff. It's more about, okay, I need to adjust my play style just a little bit, and I could, like, enjoy a couple more characteristics opening up, a couple more options for me opening up. So I think it's like it's very important that people watch that as well, mm-hmm. like to get better. I did have a bit of an aside question for you, Victor. Um, as somebody that played competitively, mm-hmm. uh, I did wanted to ask because I just totally had this thought. Um, this is not related to. I guess it is kind of related to esports. Um, but did you have to like readjust to like playing casually? Ooh, good question. Um, I don't think I've ever played a game casually. Okay. I know that sounds like super outlandish or whatever, but if I play like a game, I play like PvP heavy games. I play games that are like against other people because mm-hmm. I want to hone in the skill and I want to be better than that person. You yeah. know, like I have an internal drive when I play video games to just be better than the next person I come across. Yeah. And if I'm not, I'm going to go challenge that person 10, 20 times still I'm better. Right. Um, the couple games I did play casually were Borderlands. Great game. Loved it. Great game. Loved it. Dude, not feeling super stressed out about it, not trying to have to sweat everything, you know, like sort of yeah. walking through a story was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, the unfortunate part about that is I beat the story and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Right. <laughs> right? Like, yep. um, and it doesn't, it's not that it's a waste and it's not that it feels like it wa- it's a waste, but I feel like I'd rather like spend that time honing in a skill. You mm-hmm. know, I'd rather be able to come out of like playing a video game with a skill, a usable skill. Now, yeah. I think connecting with my friends is huge for me on video games too. Mm-hmm. Um, I will play Apex with just about anyone just because yeah. like I enjoy playing it with friends. Right. I will try to still sweat my dick off like <laughs> without a, yeah, without yeah. a question on that <laughs> one. Um, but like I'm trying to get back into that like casual space where I could enjoy mm-hmm. a game and not have to be the best and could right. just be like, Oh man, that was fun. You know, like yeah. what a good run y'all. Like we got fifth place, you know, yeah. but I don't think I've like wired my mind to that yet. You mm-hmm. know, I still like have this very big, like, if I'm not first, I'm the last, and I better be first. Yeah. Um, but like I said, Borderlands, great casual game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Borderlands is awesome. Yeah. Borderlands is awesome. And it's not like, I don't mean to make it sound like being competitive is a bad thing. Like, right. I don't, that's not what I'm trying to say. It was just like a total, because I'm the, I'm the complete opposite of mm-hmm. everything other than Smite. Like, and I didn't, I didn't, I guess we played like, one or two like semi-professional tournaments i guess semi-professional quote-unquote right that's like a stretch but one we played like a few like official tournaments i guess i should say um 
uh, not for money, for like for like the in in game stuff, okay. like the in game currency that you buy with real money. Um, gotcha. Uh, just cause. Um, so like that's the closest I've ever been like doing something competitively, and I really enjoyed it because um, I was really good at Smite. But I'm very opposite, where like I only play casually. So mm-hmm. I was just I was just super interested because it's just not the. Not that one's better than the other, but right. it's just not the mindset that I have. No, so. abso- absolutely. And I think that's the great thing about video games is that it's yeah. not like directed to one mindset. Yeah. You know, you sort of open up into your own world. I mean, there's a video game for every person. Mm-hmm. And if somebody tells me, well, I can't find my video game, I'll, I'll just be like, you're not looking hard enough. Yeah. Like there is, there's, you want to go, Microsoft Excel has an eSport. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there's a, there's a game for everything. There's a way to play it. Whether it be you want to be super competitive or just be yeah. like, hey, I need to blow off like some steam after work. Yeah, you know, there, there's a genre for everyone. You want to go base build? There's so many civilization builders that have so many intricacies that'll keep you wrapped up for hours, right? Yeah. Um, I just like, I didn't start on that. I started right. playing like Call of Duty Two, not Modern Warfare right. Two. Call of Duty Two, the one yeah. that you got on your little Xbox Three Sixty. You know, the the cover looks the worst Photoshop <laughs> you could ever imagine. <laughs> the graphics were literally like mountain like just random peaks yeah it's just the worst thing like you could play it on a 3ds right now (laughs) (laughs) like and i just like i got enveloped in that it would always be like me versus my brother and Mm -hmm. we would enjoy it and we wouldn't get angry at each other but we'd always try to beat each other it's like a hyper competitive thing so i think i was just like when i first started getting into video games it was competitive and i couldn't like i didn't rewire my brain at the time and so i just kept going but i definitely want to try just like enjoying a game mm-hmm. super casual yeah like i played a lot of league yeah i cannot play that game casual i get so stressed oh, out. league makes me so angry <laughs> it makes, it me, makes me, so me so angry, angry. <laughs> whether it be your like jungle inting <laughs> you know some horrible matchup yeah. you know some smart yeah. just that just infuriates me and i wish i could Zen. play that game so casually because there's so many different ways to play that yeah you know yeah. And i wish i could just like play the have the goal of like i want to have a fun match not necessarily win i want to have mm-hmm. a fun match and every time i queue up with my duo bot lane i get anger. heated in five minutes anger five just minutes. inject it straight into my veins and it'll just it'll be over the stupidest thing right <laughs> like i misclick my flash and it's just a boom seeing red you know like it's not it's not any like it's just weird um but i do i do want to try tiny's he knows wonderland yes i've heard yes. only good things about amazing it. Only good things. And I think because it's from the creators of Borderland, it's an art style I like. It's a game Amazing. style I like. And I used to play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, what yeah. a fantastic board game. Oh, and my then God. turned DDO. What oh, a great God. addition. Um, but, like, I, I would love to just sit there for like five, six hours just one day. Yeah. And just like sloth out. Oreos, bag of Cheetos, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, some water some next to Dew. me, yeah, <laughs> uh, and just play, yeah. Like I just want to have that experience. Now, to be said though, to touch back on something you said earlier, I think everyone should go play in like a semi-competitive environment of the game that they like the most. Mm-hmm. I think it like it it doesn't change the game's perspective for you, but it helps like 
enlighten how much there is in the game. Oh, 100%. Like, to know that you're not even at the cap of that game because you're yeah. being beaten by other people, I think that, like, expands just the thirst to play that game more. You know? 100%. And um, I highly encourage anyone. And it, and it could be a free tournament. There's tournaments free all the time. Oh, you yeah. You know, there's yeah. Discord set up with hundreds of thousands of people that free tournaments for every game you yeah. ever want to play. And, you know... If you don't have friends to like join the tournament in, they'll queue up, queue yeah. you up with some people, uh, and stuff like that. I like how League implemented the um, Clash. Clash, yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of it, but Clash. It's so much fun. So much fun. Yeah, I, I do not have a better time in that game. Like Clash is yeah. the peak of that game for me. Yeah, right. Because 100%. me and my duo matchup will queue up with three other random dudes that we don't even know, yeah. and just like. Having a good game on Clash feels infinitely better than having a good game just normally. And yeah, just solo queue. So and you know you don't have to be the best. That's the other thing that like I'm slowly learning is you mm. don't have to be the best. Like right. I played Modern Warfare, the brand new Modern Warfare, mm. like a couple of times. I was like, I am absolute dog shit at this game. Like <laughs> I could shoot, I could dominate you in Apex. I I have a ninety percent chance of just destroying you in rust rainbow yeah. six siege forget about it you don't even get a shot off on me but modern warfare the brand new one i was getting shot Can't on just like some nine-year-old sitting in his basement <laughs> yeah. brand new ps5 controller just absolutely dominating me and i'm just like yeah <laughs> like what is this <laughs> like am i getting too old and i'm only 20 like you know um but i think it's i think it's just great to like enjoy those games mm-hmm yeah 100 percent, and it uh i will uh attest to tiny tina's an unbelievable game it's so much fun i will you play it with me if i pick it up 100 percent. yeah and then 100 percent. i'm sold it's i don't know if it is on steam but hunter just bought it uh so we could play with him too but on xbox right now it was 50 percent off so it might be 50 percent off on steam i'll have to check like xbox game pass yeah um, but yeah, that game's awesome. That game's really awesome. My uh, my friend Grant and I, we played. We sat for like eight hours one night, probably, and just played. <laughs> so much fun. Um, and as someone that's trying to learn and or relearn to like do something casually, Borderlands is the perfect game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get more casual than borderlands where you can just like sit back like with your feet up like if you're playing on pc it's obviously different but like you can sit back with your feet up like lay on your couch with your controller in your hand sit 30 feet from your tv and just like play borderlands (laughs) yeah and i it's amazing because all the like fun little quips that the character yeah yeah what are just the array of characters that all say funny things yeah and it could be it just makes me laugh in the middle when I feel like hyper competitive. It's almost like a Shakespeare, right? You like you read Shakespeare and it's super, super depressing. Shakespeare is like some of the most depressing reading you'll ever do. Right. If you've had to read it in high school or whatever, it's just not a fun read. And then in the middle of it, you'll have a jester come out and say the most like ridiculous <laughs> thing. And you're like, All right, I'm hooked back in, you know? Right, right. Um, so that's, that's how like I attribute it to like Borderlands. I love the like, comedic lines because it forces you to interact with people Mm -hmm. you know you don't get to just like randomly okay i'm gonna sweat it out you know it forces you to go talk to these people and like listen through the voice lines yeah 
and I'm so grateful it does. I am right. incredibly grateful it does. Like me and my buddy Lucas sat down, Borderlands three, pre ordered it, the hundred and seventy dollar <laughs> version or whatever, right? We're yeah. like, we are going to just absolutely dominate this. Thirty two hour gaming session later, yeah. wholly completed. All side quests, and I was like, that was probably the best experience. Like, yeah. I woke up, I took three days off of work. I woke up on, I think it was like a Wednesday or Thursday it dropped, right? Mm-hmm. Woke up, got online, like 8 a.m., started playing it yeah. with Lucas. Didn't go to bed till like 1, 2 a.m. Yeah. Woke up 8 a.m. again. <laughs> you yeah, know, just the cycle. And I was like, that was incredibly fun for yeah. just, it was 30 hours, whatever. I grinded it out. I paused my life, but like, that was incredibly fun. Yeah. And we started it all over again so we could play every different hero hero yeah know? but what a great game those guys know what they're doing game development oh my god 100 sounds like that, uh that's uh dalen and i playing destiny yeah uh, just yeah. sit down for 13 14 hours every every time an expansion comes out we'll just sit there and play the campaign and do post campaign stuff and it's just it's one of the best days of the year honestly because i can just sit there not have to worry about anything only get up yeah. to piss and get a snack and just sit there and play video games that's great to get away from everything for a little bit yeah i mean we're doing it again in two weeks with the doing it again with lightfall yep. yeah that's really fun we'll we have a tradition where we'll get so they always drop at two on tuesday at 1 p.m okay uh so we'll sit and play until like four in the morning just like we'll do it was a lot better last year with the last one the wish queen because the campaign was really long mm. destiny's not known for the story it's becoming known for the story but it was not for a very long time um but the campaign for the last expansion took us like 12 hours which yeah. is pretty awesome um and they added the legendary difficulty which makes everything really difficult which is awesome yeah. For people like us that are toot my own horn pretty damn good at Destiny. Pretty, pretty um, good at the game. Uh, so that was really nice. Um, but yeah, it, it my Hunter and I had a very specific or very similar uh, inter- deal with Borderlands. Okay. Where So he had played it. I had never played it until like the very end of last year, right. uh, like last school year. Um <laughs> So he had like a, there was like a housing issue going on or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was just like staying at my place for a few days. Uh, and so he like, he brought all this shit over and he was like, dude, you gotta get Borderlands. I was like, all right, sure, sure. I played the psycho and I loved it. I just never got the third one. Uh, and we did the same thing where we just like fucking played. We just played, just played, finished it in like two and a half days. And we were like, do you want to play again? And we were like, yeah. <laughs> and we just played it again. <laughs> I love that, and I'm glad you guys have that with Destiny too. Yeah, like I tried yeah. Destiny one, couldn't really get into it. Like, yeah, it just I, I get it. Yeah, it's a, it's it. a hard game to get into, but absolutely. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it's um I think it's amazing y'all do that with Destiny because everyone needs to find a game like that. Where yeah, like okay, whatever, you know. Yeah, I have responsibilities right. for the next yeah. two days. Yeah. Ah, fuck it, well, you know. Was, <laughs> like, two Tuesdays from now, I'm just gonna skip class. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I'm gonna email my teachers and be like. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip class. And I'm gonna play Destiny. <laughs> I've done that with Rust wipes. Like, yeah, Force wipes pretty big. One time every month, first Thursday of every month. 
everything mm-hmm. wipes. Like you, really? you, you start plot zero again, no blueprints, which is like a huge thing in the game, no bases, nothing, right? Happens at like, I think it's 2 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. I will sit there from like 2 p.m. Eastern until like the next day I have to get up. At 2 p.m. Eastern. (laughs) And I will just play and just play and just play and just, I don't regret it. Like I I know. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like I know a lot of people do stuff like that and regret it. I don't. Nah. Like, nah. I will not feel bad about not going to class. It's nice. one class, man. Like, it's God forbid I forget a couple of calculations yeah, I like, can look up. It's not going to matter. Right. It, 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 it's yeah. like, I definitely haven't been playing as much. Okay. The past, like, three weeks, I've been really playing Destiny, getting back into it, and, like, really getting excited for the next expansion. Because mm. we got this one, and we have one more, and then that's it as of what they've announced so far. That, theoretically, is the end of what they're calling, like, the... They're calling it the Light and Darkness Saga. Okay. Uh, so, like, this era of Destiny, which is going to be 10 fucking years, which Ten is years, wild. Um, but uh, especially because right when the right when it re- released originally, all the devs were like, we want Destiny to be a 10-year game. And everybody was like, sure. <laughs> right. And here we are. Um, here we are. But... Uh, or we ha- I hadn't been playing it as much recently, especially as much as I used to. But even, and I know Dayton had will tell you the same thing. But we we're like, I-, I have to buy it. Like I I have spent so much money on expansions. I have to buy it. Mm-hmm. I have to see how it's going to end. And even if I didn't feel the like not pressure to buy it because of what I've spent in in the past, right? But like. Even regard like without regardless of all that, I'd buy it anyways. Just I'd spend forty bucks or whatever it is for the first day for like that play session, and then like you know the like six eight weeks throughout the next three months that I'm really gonna be playing, or the next six months that I'm like really 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 play. Mm. Like that to me is worth like that first play session to me is worth like at least twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, do you feel the same way, Dan? Yeah, uh, so every every expansion I have bought, like, the deluxe version for, except this one, but I I have to keep keep playing the game. And the only reason I'm doing that is because the story, like, the the seasonal content has not been, like, something i've played too much the past two years i'm hoping so i'm not like, going to be regretting not buying the deluxe edition <laughs> right that's right yeah and the devs have said to everyone that they are changing how the seasonal model works in the middle of this year probably around i think the third season that comes out or the second season one of the two probably um, the second so yeah. Again, not reg- uh, hopefully I don't regret not buying the big one, but you know, I mean, it's the same amount of money anyway if you buy the deluxe version now because it's like ten dollars a season or something. So, I mean, it's not it's not too much of a a thing, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm I know the expansion's going to be great. It's just it's so worth it just sitting down and playing that. I like uh, like Dalen said, I I definitely think it's at least worth twenty or thirty dollars, um, just to do that because you know it's just. Again, it's time to get away. Um, it's time to play a game that I've been playing for what nine years now. I mean, nine years in September. 
Um, but it cool. just, I fell in love with this game when I was, what, how old was I? What, 12, 13, 12, 12, 12. Yeah. yeah 11, that's a long 12. time ago, but, um, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy. It's kind of the point. So whenever like I come home and I'm like, Hey mom, or just like talk to my parents, I'm like, yeah the destiny expansion comes out tomorrow and they'll be like, okay, so we'll see you the next day. I'm like, yep, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for uh, understanding. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell my girlfriend, I'll be like, Hey, I, I know like this hasn't happened while we've been together, but hit this day. Yeah. You're not going to see me this day. Unless you come over to my house and watch me play the game. You're not going to see me. I will not be on my phone. I will be going to the bathroom and eating food and playing the game. That will be the three things I'm doing that day. So, yeah, I mean this this game's been my life basically um for the past almost 9 years. It's crazy, but yeah, I I love this game. This game uh makes me very happy. What's what's great about the last expansion and now hopefully this one too is uh and even like with Borderlands and I felt this way about Tiny Tina's too mm. is the ability to just get like lost in a story. Yeah is like the ability to just sit and just get so invested in a story that you just keep playing. I th yeah. I think that's like an amazing thing game developers have to perfect. Yeah. It's not easy doing that. No. Because there's so many little things that like will throw me off personally. Mm. Like I try Skyrim, great game. I know a lot of people love Skyrim. Yeah. I, for the life of me, couldn't really get into it. Like, I tried, and it might have been because I was playing it wrong or something, but I just couldn't, like, there's too many little things for me to like, I understand get distracted that. with. I understand that. So, like, I love Borderlands and the fact that there's, it tells you what the main quest line yeah. is. That makes a world of difference for me. You know, yeah. like, here's the main quest. Yeah, you might not know, like, every little thing by the time you just complete the main quest, but so be it. You know, right. you, you completed it, you were able to go from point A to point B, and you were able to follow the steps. You know, like, I, I think that's an amazing, and they lose you in that. Like, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to do side quests for a bit because <laughs> oh, I wanted yeah. to see how it played out. You yeah, know? absolutely. And I love the challenge, too, of, like, having the opportunity. I know you guys know this about Destiny, but, like, not having the best weapons or not having yeah. the right weapons into yeah. a boss fight and then struggling through it. I love that, man. I'll lose, like, five hours. Like, mm -hmm. I will purposely try to beat bosses in Borderlands with the worst guns I could possibly find. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think that's a very, like, I love that because it's very much, like, you still could do it mm -hmm. and there's, like, innovative ways to do it, but, like, it's going to take you a hot minute. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely. And then the people who, like, speed run and know all the little, like, tiny yeah. intrigues, that's just wild, too. But, like, yeah. even to, like, watch a speed running run and just be so invested in this guy, just, like, boom, 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 point A, point B, point C, C yeah. point, and just going boom, 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 boom. I, I think it's fantastic that game develops, developers are able to, like, come up with something like that and just keep you, like, mm -hmm. not entrapped, but enthralled enthralled yeah. the whole time it's a good word it's great yeah it's a good word i love that word enthralled it's a solid word it comes off the tongue really nice and it's yeah. just like you're like okay that person isn't just engaged <laughs> they're enthralled in that you know like they're yeah, they're, they're yeah, all 100 percent, 100 percent. no i totally agree with you it uh it's definitely not easy i think people are getting better at it 
but it's still definitely like there's not a lot of games that I could plop down on a table and say, man, that story was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like the last destiny expansion is one of them. I would say the witch queen story was so like, I know you don't really know about destiny, but so the traveler is like the big white, like orb above mm-hmm. the earth that gives it's us, that gives your character, your powers. Um, and it like it chooses people, it blesses people with like those powers. Okay. Uh, and there's a race of aliens called the Hive, um, and there's a Hive god called Savathun, who she was the main villain of the last expansion. Um, and when you get revived as a guardian, um, like for the first time, canonically you lose all your memories of your past life. Okay. Um, so like our character, we don't even, we don't even know what our name is. Like we don't have a name, um, because we were just like a regular dude and then we, we were like a soldier and then we got revived and we haven't like, we don't know who it's not addressed at all, but like, we don't know who we are and stuff like that. Right. Um, but the, essentially the story, Savathun is the, uh, the God of cunning, right Dayton? Yes like trickery and stuff like that. Um, And so essentially the whole campaign is her fooling us into giving her her memories back. Oh, Uh, wow. And she, like, in, like, the last cutscene of the campaign, we find out that, so we we had always thought that the Traveler was just good, was, like, the symbol for, like, purity and, like, good. And all all the the aliens were just bad, just, Mm -hmm. like, pure, purely light and dark. Okay. Uh, and then, but we find out that Savathun dies, and then the Traveler revives her, and gives like gives her the same powers that she that it gave us, and it's just this, like, this total like mind fuck like, every like everything we've thought about the universe is not true anymore. Right. Um. So that was definitely one that I would say was kind of kept me enthralled. Um, the last of us i think was another one. Oh god Speaking yes of, i, I need to watch about that it. i've got to watch the show you i need to watch that i fucking love those games yeah and the oh show's just i never played the games i understand the storyline i understand the mm-hmm. premise like i've watched a little like a couple playthroughs yeah all that. the show does the games justice yeah like a hundred per- and that is so rare to say like mm-hmm. yeah TV does not do video games well. Like, no. <laughs> no. It doesn't matter how you cut it. It doesn't matter, like, who who acts in it, who directs it or whatever. They have never historically done video games well. Mm-hmm. This is the first show that I'm like, okay. Yeah. This show makes me want to play the video game. It makes yeah, me yeah. want to go play the whole series. Yeah. Like, yeah. they botched mario like i, I don't know yeah. like they screwed mario yeah. over, right and i was like that is such bs like mm-hmm. wh- mario is a generational game it's the most popular character of all time most popular character of all time i've played mario i guarantee both yeah. of you have played mario oh, yeah. everyone's played mario uh, my grandmother has played mario it, yeah right my my dad has played mario <laughs> my like, dad won't touch video games yeah. and has played mario like yeah and they just botched it. 
They yeah. just screwed it. And I was like, oh. And they did it to Sonic, too. I mm-hmm. don't know if you guys were big yeah. Sonic people. Yeah. But they came out with two Sonic movies that, yeah, okay, you have the characters that are bad and good and everything. But and we love you completely Carrie. screwed up with this BS storyline that, like, mm-hmm. half-ass follows the video game. Half-ass is, like, very creative freedom with right. it, right? And they're trying to relate video games way too much to the real world. Way oh, yeah. Much. Video games are these things that you escape in, that you go, yeah. like, find a different world in. They're not supposed right. to be, like, the same thing as us, right? Yeah, like. Right. You're supposed to want to play a video game because you want to expand your imagination through that. Yeah. You know, it's like, a good way to put it. You're not sitting there and you're like, oh man, I really wish, you know, I, I wish had there were, yeah, more cars. Yeah. I wish I had more Teslas in this game. Like, no, <laughs> like, no one's sitting there doing that. I man. wish there were more real world political issues in this game. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> unless you like, I mean, there's something to be said about realism games, but yeah. like, I, no one, no one sits there and it's like, and the realism games are about like, not mystical things, but far off things for most people. Yeah, like realism games like Squad, right, Tarkov. Right. Like most people will never fire a gun in their life, much yeah. less go into combat, much less yeah. have to do first aid. Like they're still far off and very like distant ideas for most people, right? Mm. Like. Those are what video games are supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to expand your imagination. It's not supposed to be this insanely relatable thing. Yeah. 100%. Like, you cannot relate to, a, like, a tiny plumber running around saving a, uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. a princess. and a, F- Throwing fireballs at a giant turtle. Eating mushrooms to get taller, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just not, you're not supposed <laughs> to relate to that. Uh, like, Pokemon. I thought Pokemon did a good job of coming up with like yeah. Pokemon Go. What a craze that was! Oh god! Or, oh yes, I played that so much. Yeah, I did too. Like that got me out of my house when I didn't want to walk around. It like took over the planet. Oh yeah. yeah. You remember when like the drop came out in New York and people yeah. flew to New York yeah. <laughs> to go get these Pokemon? Like, I thought that was a really good adaptation of taking something that is. fantasy and whimsical and just very much like out of this world and being like okay you could be your own little pokemon go trainer you know you walk around you have to discover new pokemon but we're not adapting the pokemon to anything else they're the same pokemon you know you're gonna find them in different places but they're the same like i love that they did a good job with that but to circle back on this last of us watch it please if you don't have hpo Get an HPO. <laughs> Do one of those like student. Buy the show. Pay it just yeah. for the show. <laughs> just, just for the show. I Pay mean, it, watch the show, and then cancel it. Yep. <laughs> that I, I love Game of Thrones, but I can't force anyone to watch that thing. That's way too long. Oh, Game of Thrones was so good. What a good show. What a shitty last two seasons, though. Two and a half seasons. You know what's wild? Is I didn't think the last two and a half seasons were bad. Oh, it's so bad. It's <sighs> so bad. See, I think I was more into like I just want to see the combat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I, give I get a shit that. about who fucks who on that show. <laughs> like, in the most, like, real way I could put that. Like, yeah. I, I don't care, like, about any of that. I just want to see dragons fly around, yeah. and kill yeah. Ice Walker. Like, yeah. that, that's that's all it was. So I was like, all right, like, I'll love the final scenes when they were attacking the fort. Like, yeah. I love seeing the Targaryens just fall. Like, 
Wait, no, uh, sorry for the spoilers. It's been out for for how don't worry about it. Long. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, season eight's been out for like five years. Yeah, like I don't, you know, if, if you're you gonna watch it, it, you would have watched it. Yeah, like, it's fair game now. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. Man. I love. I just love the like. For me, like video games and TV have to be about the like just exploring ideas I would have never come up on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, hundred percent. And so, like, when you take that and adapt that to like crappy real world tv movie shows yeah you get nowhere in my mind you yeah. know like i guess there's some audience in space that loves that but it's not yeah. enough of people you right, know? right it shows in the box office numbers <laughs> yeah right yeah i totally think a uh something that came into my head when we were talking were you talking about uh like video games are meant to like transport you and stuff like that mm-hmm. um was assassin's creed odyssey um, which is shocking to me still that it's so unpopular. Um, like I get that it's not an Assassin's Creed game. It's just like totally just an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game f- is fucking sick. <laughs> You're, I don't know if you ever played it. I, uh, I, I did not. I tried Black Flag. I know that's a great game. Yeah. I can't get into it. Really? It's too much stealth in my opinion. Like I lo- You'd like... Odyssey then do you, I, do you, Have you ever played an RPG I have I have I've played a couple different ones I love balls to the wall man I love to commit Like I don't okay. want to sneak around I want to be the guy who's like Nah that, that's Odyssey Yeah I play I play a lot of tanks I play a lot of fighters I play Yeah like, no, nah, that's Odyssey right, I, I, I think you like then. it It is long Like So with all the expansions I did like most of the side quests It probably took me almost 90 hours To do the whole game Um and the main quest is probably like fifty five hours, fifty hours, depending on how like quick you are about it. Right. Um but you're like you're essentially like a demigod Spartan. Okay. Um I, I don't want to spoil it if you're gonna play it. But you're yeah, you you're pretty much just a demigod Spartan, like going through uh like ancient Greece and like discovering who you are and like his story and all this. And it's like the, the map is huge. The world is huge. And it also helps that I love the time period so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I find it incredibly fascinating, but like the world is so like lively and populated and you meet so many different people. Okay. Like, I'm not a historian, but it feels like such a good representation of what it was like. Where it's like 90% of it's pretty fucking shitty. But, but man, Athens is like crazy. Yeah. Just like uber nice, like gold everywhere, <laughs> you know. Um, but I would, uh, I would recommend that. I'd recommend that game. I'll have to give it a shot. I think the one crazy thing about Assassin's Creed that they do better than any other game is historical accuracy. Yeah. There was a story about a group of people who got lost in the middle of, of Italy. I'm pretty sure it was Rome. I'm pretty sure there's a game that involves yeah, Rome. Yeah. And the kid was able to find his way because he's played so much Assassin's Creed that he knew where he was in it's crazy. Rome. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no, you got to look this up. This is, this is fucking wild. Right. So 
A kid has played so much of a video game that the vi- the video game developers have done such a good job mapping out yeah. these areas that the kid was able to pick out landmarks like the Colosseum and the different sort of things that are all around Rome to triangulate, then pinpoint his location of him and his fellow students and teacher and be able to walk to a null, like a, a position where everyone knew where they were. Yeah. Wild. Wild Insane. that a video game allows wow. somebody to do that. Insane. Right? Um, so that's the one thing that I am impressed by by those games. Um, yeah. I think I didn't like Black Flag because I never gave it like a fair and honest shot. I played it with my brother. Like he tried to walk, mm-hmm. not walk me through it for like five hours. And I was just like, man, like, I, I really just want to be playing Apex. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, like, I respect that you love these games. My brother was more of the story, GTA Five, Assassin's yeah. Creed, like walk that through um, those genres of video games. And I was more of the FPS guy. Mm-hmm. But I gave it a shot. And I was like, oh, man. And I never gave any other game a shot from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like I know when the, it wasn't the church. What was the thing that burnt down? And Assassin's Creed like gave out their game free for a couple of days in order to like raise funds. It's probably Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame burned down. Yep. Yeah. Um, like I didn't even take advantage of that. Like it was it was a sixty dollar <laughs> yeah. game. It was like oh whatever. Like that right, was such right. a lame move on my part. Um, so I, mean, I, I get it though. But I never gave it a fair shot. You know, like maybe yeah. I need to go back and play Odyssey, like you're saying. Well, and it's like. There's no sh- I, like there's no shame in not liking a game either. Like, no, absolutely, absolutely. Not every game is going to be for every person, and like, there's games that certain people enjoy that other people don't, right? Um. So, and it's definitely like, and that is like a whole nother thing I've noticed mm. recently, where it's be, like, it's okay to like not like a game, <laughs> <laughs> like. It's a foreign concept. Yeah. Because, I don't know. like, where I learned to pick up games was all of my friends. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would, man, I was playing video games and solely with my friends when I first started. Like, solely with my brother, solely with my friends. And we yeah. would just share things. Like, God, I, the amount of times I went into GameStop with my mom to go buy, like, the next Call of Duty, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, just you would, like, learn from all of your friends. And, when we have these like major releases, indie games where you get in more niches and more niches, you sort of like diverge from that path, right? Um, and so it's a it's sort of a newer concept for me at least, and it sounds like it's a newer concept for you. Yeah, where like being like, oh, my friend really enjoys this, and I don't like it, and that's okay. Yeah, like it, it's 100%. a it's a wild thing because like. I'm somebody who plays video games to play with friends or, yeah. or to surround myself with people who want to play the video game. You yeah. Know? Like I'm not very much a solo gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's wild that like some of my best friends are like, yeah, <laughs> like I am playing the new call of duty. Yeah. I'll be like, Oh, come on, man. You got to give it a shot. Right. And like, nah, that thing looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but then they'll go play like siege with me or something like, right. But I think it's a new concept to like not thoroughly enjoy a game. Mm-hmm. Like I always thought I had to have to give everything like a, a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to say like no to genres is a weird thing for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely like there was one there was one example that I had in my head. Uh and no, I can't think of it. Anyway, um 
But yeah, like it. They video games definitely, I think, need to, or not need to, but are definitely just there. F- they're there just to be fun, mm. um, in like whatever way. And that's another thing where like somebody will get. Like, when I play Apex and I get dumped on by somebody, I'm like, oh, you fucking sweaty bitch. Like, <laughs> you know, like, whatever. But, like, whatever, right? Like, you play a game how you find it to be fun. Absolutely. Uh, and, like, yeah, if you're better than me, I'm probably going to shit on you for it. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> like, you know, but, like, you should, you should play games how you are having fun. Yeah. I agree. I think it's about, like, Video games are supposed to be a, I wouldn't like to say leisure, but almost a leisure activity Mm -hmm. where you're, you're doing it because you don't want to be like hyper stressed, you know, like video games should not be a very like stressful thing unless you're in like the top 0.1% of competitiveness, you know, like there is a thing to say that the kid who won how like $1.4 million from Fortnite deserves to feel stressed about Fortnite. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. there is an argument to be said about that, but I think for like the most average people and for 98% of people, mm-hmm. I think the goal is to enjoy. Yeah. yeah. It's not to enjoy. succeed. It's to, yeah. well, maybe succeeding is enjoying, but the goal is to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're the top 2% and you could prove you're the top 2%, not just like you're in your head about it. Like, I'm not talking about your fucking bronze and apex and you want to like, you're like, oh my God, I'm so good at this game. I'm going to hit Pred this my, season. My teammates are so shit. Like, I'm going to hit Pred every season. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. Right, right. Um, Like, you shouldn't be stressing yourself out about that. Like, mm-hmm. you should be wanting to get better, but don't stress yourself out about it. Like, don't, yeah. don't feel sick to your stomach that you are not good at that yet. Yeah. You know? And here's the other thing that sucks. It doesn't suck. It's just different. A lot of these games are getting on like 10 plus years. Minecraft, 12 plus years old. Apex, six years old. PUBG, six years old. Like Valorant. Valorant is three years old. I I want you all to think about Overwatch is seven years old. No way has Valorant been out for three years. That's what I'm saying. So how? What? It's been out for three years. That's wild. That is wild to me. It is mind-boggling, right? Because Valorant feels like it's one of those fresh new games that just came out. Like six months ago. Uh Uh-huh. And the pro scene's still trying to develop. Yeah. In my mind, that's Valorant. Yeah. But then you go like, oh my God, Valorant's been out for three years. So of course there's going to be a motherfucker out there who's ten times better than you. Like, (laughs) of course, man. Right. That guy's been playing the game every day for three years. Like, you do not have that time invested in it yet. It's yeah. okay to be bad. Yeah. You know? Like, 100%. But that's a new concept because I was very used to, like, new Call of Duty every year on the dot, new Halo every year yeah. on the dot. Um, until we started getting into it, I did not think Apex would last longer than two or three years. I, I just, I didn't see it in my mind when I was playing, I was playing season zero. I mean, like, I did not see that game lasting as long as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we, we like back in that time, it was the first switches to like games lasting longer and just not having to be re- remade every year, but improved yeah. on every yeah. year. You know, they're not forcing you to buy another $60 game. Mm-hmm. You know, Apex is free, but like, right, right. they're not, uh, they're not forcing you like COD is to buy another $60 game to go enjoy 
practically the same content with a couple twitches twists and turns they're just twisting and turning and being like okay yeah. download a new file pack okay it's gonna be two gigs more but you use five more things of new content yeah and it's about that and i think you know even as we talk like valorant three years old overwatch six i still haven't adjusted <laughs> like yeah. I, I will get into a new game that I'm trying and I'm like, okay, I should be the best motherfucker and just get boom, right. shit on. And I'm yeah. like, all right, I hate this game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely dumpstered. Absolutely. Just absolutely dumpstered. Like, yeah. because it, it's trying to find your, like in most of the games I play, it's trying to find your skill rating too. Right. Mm. So they're going to put you against the absolute bots of bots who are playing on a right. Wii remote on a 2004 <laughs> right, right. tube TV <laughs> versus somebody who just got the brand new 1100 CPU from Intel with right. like the brand new graphics cards with that are coming fucking 3090. Yeah, the yeah. five monitors stocked on top of each other. <laughs> Three of them are curved. The other two are vert- I mean, the guy has more windows up than you've ever had in your life. Um, you know, like you're going against the slew, and so like to just be like, oh, this is a new game for me. So you automatically assume, well, that's a new game for a lot of other people too, and then get dumpstered is not the most like enjoyable feeling by far. Yeah, but I feel like it's the way gaming's heading. I mean, if we're talking about esports, which is about the longevity of the game, mm-hmm. esports is all about how long is that game going to last, and how long could we get to keep making making it the cut making the cut getting fresh new content in getting new plays getting new play styles making sure people feel like they have something new to explore in the game mm-hmm. you know the game's gonna have to stick around for a long time yeah. yeah but it is a hard thing to adjust to because like that's like i said you weren't good at black ops 2 boom here's a new modern warfare there's yeah. a two different feels to the game 100%. underneath one name and you and you could instantly be better at that modern warfare than you could at that black ops yeah and that's just how it went you know um yeah for sure but even like csgo nowadays csgo is like a 14 year old game yeah Fourteen fucking years. Some people yeah. have been playing that game. There's yeah. no way you're gonna get a brand new person on that game and not get dumpstered on right, right away. Right. I, there's just too much, you know. So, yeah. I think it's a very like to wrap wrap it back around to what we were saying. Very hard, high gap to get in, but once you're in, you're in. Yeah, you know, like yeah. once you understand CS:GO, you could go understand Valorant. I mean, it's yeah. the same thing. I hate to say it, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing, different reskins. That's all the yeah. game is. You know, once you understand PUBG, you could grasp Apex, you could grasp Fortnite, you could grasp mm. you know, all these other games. Once you understand StarCraft 2, you could grasp a lot of strategy games. Once you, you know, understand whatever, Rocket League. I mean, Rocket League doesn't have a lot of comparable games out there, mm. but once you understand the synergy of teams and, uh, you know, different plays you can make, you're, you'll be right. able to, like, understand a bit more team-based esports. Yeah. Um. So I, I think it, like, very hard to get into, but once you're in, you're in. That's something that amazes me about League, which is something that you brought up, which is longevity, is the, like academy system in league like all the orgs like have an academy team where they like will find high level challenger solo queue players and stick them on the challenger team and say are you good enough and they'll play together 
and be like, all right, you're good enough. Now you're like T1, like SKT is faker in four of their academy players. Like everyone else was like came from their own academy and they're like arguably the best team on the planet. Right. Like, so that, like, that is wild to me. Like, there's divisions in League of Legends esports. Like, there's divisions of soccer. Like, right. in, in, in England, there's the Premier League, there's the Championship, there's League One, League Two. Like, in in League of Legends, there's Tier One, there's, like, there's Tier Two, Tier Three. Mm-hmm. Like, that is insane. The Like, the amount of money that's in it is insane. That's, that's sort of the, like, silent part of esports. That's not something a lot of people realize. Yeah. The amount of money that flows through esports oh is wild. Go look up, dude, go look up FaZe Clan, right? Like, one yeah. of the most notorious esports clans in the world, right? Yeah. Started out, I think it was 2010. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, Somewhere around there. And... Those guys were starting, like, those guys were bombs, man. They were starting at, like, $23,000 a year, right, yeah. for playing their heart out, winning tournaments, right? The average salary of one of those motherfuckers now is up at the six figures. Oh, my God, yeah. Easily. 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 And, and that's not even, like, the most notable names. Yeah. Right? Go look, like, FaZe Rug is pulling in about, like, $2 million a year. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. E- that he'll disclose. He's saying, oh, I'll pull in $2 million a year. Yeah. Obviously, those guys are pulling in way more than that. Right. But, I mean, even, like, Optic Nade Shot. Like, yeah. these notable names are pulling yeah. in a ridiculous amount of money for sitting yeah. and playing video games. And yeah. I think that's fantastic because it's the growth of the sport. I mean, yeah. basketball didn't, you know, basketball didn't start out with LeBron James's and these million-dollar stadiums with State Farm all over it, or, right. you know? like right. It has to start somewhere. Uh, what I love seeing is I think this is one of the things in our lifetime, all three of our lifetimes, that we'll be able to experience from saying, okay, this was day one where oh, everyone laughed at it. 100%. And here's day, you know, 39 where yeah. this is a multi-million dollar. Pepsi is trying to sign people. Yeah. I mean, like, you go look at When the, esports join the Olympics, yeah, like. That'll be insane. That'll be a fucking day. And it, yeah. it'll happen in our lifetime. Yeah, 100%. Um, but like even that plus the fact that like we could probably go look at right now and see how many stadiums or esports stadiums in the world, and it's yeah, it's probably under a couple hundred. I'm not too sure, but I, right. I, I I'm I feel confident guessing it's under a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. In our lifetime, I I guarantee it'll break a thousand. Easy, easily, 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 easily. Um, and and the great thing is like almost everyone nowadays has a computer. Yeah. You know, it sure there's exceptions, right? Right, There will always be an exception, right? Like, but almost everyone has a computer. Everyone has access to, like, a lot of these games. And a lot of these games that are hyper-grossing esports are easy to run on a computer. Yeah. Apex Legends, super fucking easy. League, super easy. Dota, super easy. Yeah. Uh, You don't need much. You need, like, a 2010 laptop. Yeah. You're set, man. Plug that bitch in. (laughs) Start start grinding. Um, go play on some Starbucks Wi-Fi. You, you, like there it's is a real. way to get into this. It's not gate kept. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's not like. I guess gate kept would be the best word. It's not kept from everyone. There, there. Mm. This game, you know, esports is very like. If you could make the cut, if 
you're willing to put in the dedication, you're willing to put in the time, you're willing to learn almost everything. Now, there is a natural skill to some video games, and I'm not denying that. But hard work beats luck when luck doesn't work hard. And damn. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Okay. (laughs) So almost anyone could get into it. You will have to find your genre. You'll have to find your thing. But you could get into it. You could start playing. And, yeah, you're going to start off in some, like, really shitty things. Like, you're going to go to free tournaments, get absolutely dumpstered on. You're going to have to find, like, your own teammates. No one's going to, like, set this up for you. No one is going to build you up to be, like, an esports or competitive player. But you have the opportunity within yourself, if you're dedicated to it, to do it. Yeah. And, like we were saying, Dota and League, highest grossing games, easiest games to run on your PC. Yeah. You get good at you good you get good at understanding the matchups in league, you will easily become like top forty percent of players. Yeah. Just understanding matchups. That's that's barely oh, yeah. even like macros that's without like, mechanical skill. Very little ma- mechanical yeah. skill. If you understand, hey, you know, X person is gonna beat Y person because you yeah. know, X person's a tank and Y person's a you know, glass cannon, okay, how do I leverage that? Right. That's all it is. Man. Yeah. All right. Now that seems entirely complex to somebody who sucks at league. <laughs> I, maybe I shouldn't be talking on that. But like, you go watch like gold players, and even up to like plat, everyone's like, yeah, you just gotta understand who's your counter pick, how to play into them. You know, yeah. if they pick your like, if they pick your worst matchup, you gotta play a different character. Like, yeah. You gotta play a character that'll stomp them. Yeah. And you could do that. And most games in league, if you're good enough, you could solo carry. You know, yeah. most of these games, there's a, a lot of people like to say, oh, it's my team. It's my team. A lot of these games, you could solo carry. Yeah, 100%. There's a lot of opportunity to do that. So if you if you could solo carry, you could make the cut, and it's all 100%. up to the cut. So. Yeah. So uh, I looked up the prize pool for Dota, Ooh. World Champs. Let me hear it. 2021, $40 million. <sighs> oh, my God. Oh my. $40 million. What? For just tw- the world champs in 2021. How many players on a Dota team? Is it league? Is it five? I have no idea. Five six. It doesn't matter. It could be like under ten, and you're still grossing five million or four million a player. Five. Five. So <laughs> and then probably like a coach or two. So seven. We'll say seven. We'll say seven. So you're still grossing a million. I mean, <laughs> you're pulling in some weight on that. Let's see, forty million divided by is really calculator. Forty. You're still pulling in weight. I don't. Divided I mean, by seven. Five point seven million a person. Yeah. Now you get taxed on it and whatever the tournament uh, fees, st- whatever. Still. Uh, if you're growing, if you're pulling in five million a year, yeah. like you are For playing a video well. game, <laughs> you are doing well. And that's just prize pool. Like that's not like salary and sponsorships and uh, other tournaments, like, right? Yeah, I mean, it's achievable. Yeah, and it is forever growing. Yeah, I mean, you go look at how many people played video games ten years ago. Now you look at how many people play video games nowadays. Yeah, wild. Yeah, wild difference. It's insane. It'll forever grow, um, and that and this was great about gaming is, as long as it has a player base to back it, it'll expand. Oh yeah, 
And it could be like some of the smallest player bases in the world and the game will still thrive. Yeah. Right? Like you yeah. go look at some of these indie games. Um ooh, Dark and Darker. Have you all heard about Dark and Darker? I don't know that one. Okay, no, so it is an indie game. It's just coming out. It has done it's in its seventh alpha right now. Um Jeez. Yeah, no, they're trying to perfect it. But indie game, uh seventh alpha. It has over Concurrent players, there's over 100,000 concurrent players right now. Wow. Wild for an alpha game. Yeah. I, like, that, an alpha game. <laughs> like, yeah. I cannot yeah. stress that enough because that is wildly different from anything we know. Yeah. I mean, you go look, there's some big names that can't even pull 100,000 people in a year. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, there's names people know about that cannot pull 100. I can't think yeah. of a lot right now. Um, but to have that much like following behind that, like that game is gonna be forever backed, forever yeah. backed. And people are like, "Dude, I wish I could get more." You go on the like subreddit, you go on the Discord, any of that. People are begging these devs, "Please extend it one day. Please extend it one day." Like, yeah, people are taking off work like whole whole weeks, like yeah. whole like Christmas time vacations off to play yeah. this game. Um, but I think it's wild because. Obviously, they've struck gold in some sort of fashion. Some, mm-hmm. some, a lot of people like it. I, I personally, I find it okay. I'll play it with my friends. My friends love it. I'm not like the biggest supporter of it, but mm-hmm. like a lot of people love it. So there's something like that game needs to be developed. It needs to be a full fledged, like, and it will. Right. It right. will not, it probably won't have an esports scene because that's just not how the game's set up, but it will see like constant growth, constant improvement, and it, it'll die out when the devs give up. Give up right, on it. It'll right. be one of those games where, like, if the devs are like, okay, I got a pitch in the trash can, it's going to die. But until yeah. the, they do that, the game is going to have some sort of player base. Yeah. Some significant sort of player base. Not just some sort. Some significant mm-hmm. port. I mean, even, like, like, old school RuneScape. Oh, my God. Dude, that wow. thing is still alive. Wow. Like, what the fuck? Dude, those right? games are still thriving. <laughs> thriving. <laughs> yeah. Not not just like surviving, yeah. thriving. Yeah, like WoW comes out with a new expansion every six months, three uh, months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like WoW had an expansion like three weeks ago, and, and people. I mean, they're making millions off of those yeah. expansions too. It's yeah. not just like, oh, I'm gonna throw out an expansion for, you know, a thousand people. It's oh man, I have two million players that want to play this expansion, right? WoW came out nineteen years ago, two thousand four. Holy shit! And they released an expansion. Like three weeks ago. I just, I cannot like, that, that's so hard to wrap my head around. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, that game's like, that game is three years younger than me. Right. Two and a half, three years younger than me. Which is just, it's wild. I, bonkers. Wild. Wild. Right? And yeah. old school RuneScape is sort of the same thing, right? It came yeah. around the same time. Um, but, I mean, old school RuneScape still has RMTs, real money trading. Like, yeah. that is a very real thing in that game where people will grind out for hours to get specific, you know, points and experiences and items and gold and everything. And they will sell it to other players and make enough money to support themselves. Yeah. That's amazing that they yeah. could do that. Right? So, I just think it, like, it speaks volumes to how good a game is when the community won't let the game die. Oh, 100%.
Hundred percent. And I think that's how like esports succeeds. It's when you, the community gets so far back behind the game that they will not let the game die. Like yeah. some devs could be like, "Oh man, like I really don't feel it," but it's hard to like convince a dev studio. Oh, I'm not feeling it when I'm making millions of dollars yeah. a year. <laughs> like yeah. that, that is a hard and tough sell. Hard to convince a studio to shut down an alpha when you have a hundred thousand concurrent players. It's not gonna happen, like, man. Like those guys have, they're selling like pre-order kits and stuff and it's yeah. not like star citizen pre-order kits where it's right. thousands of dollars and shit right, right. it's like oh here's a ten dollar thing that'll give you like adult music pack that we've already released that you could access today plus you'll have like when you start you'll have four more slots in your inventory yeah people are buying that shit they are sucking it up yeah. right and it got to a point where not this alpha but the alpha before the dev extend the devs extended the game playtest seven times, and it's not just like a day of time. It's right. like, oh man, okay, we'll give you like an extra three days here. Oh man, we seem that you guys really love it, and the servers are holding up well. Here's another couple of days, and it just kept on going. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, like we have to play the game too. So you know, they threw in another right. couple of days, right. and they're all right. We got to shut it down, man. Like we got to yeah. get back to work. Have to work on it. At have some to point. work. Um. But they even have, like, that happen in an alpha. Unbelievable. I, I don't know another game that's done that. Mm-mm. Ever. No. Ever. I, I, there's not another game that I could track that I know of that's done that. Yeah. And I think... I couldn't tell you betas that have done that. Much less an alpha. Much less an alpha, right? And I think that's the that's a great thing about, like, having more people play video games. Because mm-hmm. they uh, there's all these niches, man. You just got to find yours. You yeah, know, it's not. You don't have to pick the big popular stuff. Yeah, you know, you don't have to pick like who's an incredibly good football team. Chiefs. Chiefs. You don't have to pick the Chiefs, man. Yeah, like you could go pick the fucking Dallas Cowboys and still enjoy as much. But yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, one hundred percent. You could have the greatest game on the planet, but if nobody plays it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I mean, at that point, it isn't the greatest game. But right. <laughs> you, know, I, you, know, you know what I mean. You know the semantics. I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do think that is where we're gonna end it. I mean, you run over a little bit, but not that it really matters. Um, so thank you, both of you, for joining me. It was a lovely yeah. episode. It's been an absolute pleasure, and um, I hope to be on this podcast again soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next week. Don't know what we're going to talk about yet. We'll figure it out probably of, as is tradition for this podcast, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good night, everybody. I will see you next week.